Do you want bonus audio? I think what we've done all day, by the way, guys, is yes and, yes and, yes and, and now we're just, why? <laughs> a cow's life begins, like many of us, as an egg. <clears throat> Squeezed out seemingly at random by the gentle grazer, the cow seems unbothered by its brown offspring. I, I had the murder wall, I was trying to figure it out, on my kitchen wall, with names, post-its, string, and the log. Is that brother prick? I don't know how to do things with my mind. You've got to find a way to do this. I know it's inside you. You're a silver bow. Come give it to me, buddy boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay. And as he approaches um, me, I'd like to twist his nipples. I can tell you for definite exactly where the inspiration for Nancy's came from. Go on. Careful, just swallow it all. <laughs> like a good and, boy. And if, <laughs> yeah. if he does get so sliced by the glass, he'll just try and start it start out. It out like. yeah. Well, join the Royal Britannia Patreon. Available now. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Previously on Roll Britannia. Call them occult mushrooms. You, have you just picked one and started eating it? Yeah. Okay, we'll deal with that in a minute. Oh, oh God. God. These ones, not those ones. Uh, we were glowing. What do you mean carefully? Oh, oh shit, yeah, that's true. We can't stealth because we're glowing. <laughs> Fuck. And three of you are glowing greenish blue. It's uh, only Maurus who is still stealthy enough to not be physically giving off light. Uh, an altar, which you can see at the front of the room, with on it a mysterious blue glowing stone. Now, you guys need to come out of the shadow. My name uh, is Boris. A man wearing a sort of blood red hooded robe steps out from the shadows. Who is our god? Oh, oh fuck. Humbly. My mother used to make sacred flame better than that on a Sunday. <laughs> I think I'm going to grab the stone. I'll put on a marigold. <laughs> you reached for it <laughs> then and I then thought better of it. Wrap something around your hand and then picked it up. <laughs> put on a marigold. <laughs> Always wrap it. Here we go. It's up to you now, Ke. Fuck. Ke. Ke. <gasps> It's an eight. Eight, so you roll ten damage. Fuck this guy. Uh, He's dead. Disgusting orc. How dare you come in here and attack me and my family? Your axe strikes him square between the eyes and carves his head uh, into exactly equal halves. Anybody mind if I take that bastard's gun? All caught up? Good. Let's get back to the action. Something that you remember seeing, although your mind was sort of blocking it out at the time because you were so fixated on the looking for enemies and looking at the stone, you notice that just next to the altar there is what looks like a very fresh bit of masonry work there. It looks badly made, but very Ooh. different to the rest of the temple. I want to go and check that out. Okay, go and check it out, my friend. I guess that would be an investigation check. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, are these cultists, they still in the room? No, they legged it. Okay, they legged it. Cool. I got 19 altogether. 19? Yeah, you can see this is a badly constructed wall that has been designed to fill in hidden doorway. <gasps> and you can tell by looking at it that a little bit of brute strength would easily topple this very fragile looking wall. Luckily, I'm full of brute strength. I know. <laughs> <laughs> After last Saturday... Um, <laughs> I want to give it a good old shoulder barge and get through it. Mm. So I guess a strength check or athletics. Strength, yeah, yeah. go strength. Karate unless you're trying kick. to do something, unless you're trying to do some sort of Olympic sport. A feat. <laughs> I want to attempt a feat. I just want to try and sh- shove this wall down. So uh, strength, yeah. Yes. Well, that's a ten plus two, so twelve. It's you do some damage to the wall and some of the stones fall out of place, but it doesn't quite bring it down. You're more than welcome to give it another go or someone else can try something. I'll have to give it another go. 
Okay, roll again. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, that's a three. A spectacular return to four. That's a three plus two, so five. <laughs> you stub your toe. Yeah. I reconstruct the wall. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else want to try and take this wall down? I only have a plus one to strength, and I feel like Derek is really weak at ATM, having just almost died. So uh, um, you could do it, most beard. Uh, I will. Um, I will try and uh, make an attack against it with my hand axe, and just, just try and chop through it. Okay, roll d twenty. Uh, that. Now I roll more than a ten. Um, that would be that'd be a twenty. A natural or <laughs> no. a natural twenty? No, not a natural twenty. As a dwarf, you know exactly where <laughs> to hack at it with your axe to bring this uh, shoddily made wall down. Look at this shoddily repaired stone. They've, they've had some bloody cowboys in here, I tell you. Listen, Derek. If you don't tell the others, I couldn't knock down that shoddily made wall. Yeah. I won't tell them Elastic. I saw some elastic behind your ears. Uh, Is that all right? It's a deal, friend. Um, oh, lads, would you look at um, big boy strength here? <laughs> he knocked this down in one, one hit. Oh, well done, Dad. And it was an excellently made wall, too. I've got to say, Derek's beard is magnificent. Feathered yet Thank powerful. Thank you very much. It is looking pretty good. It, it is. Uh, I grew it myself. Thank you. As it tumbles down, you see a small chamber beyond, which uh, contains two chests. Chests! Chests! Yeah, we loot those fucking chests. <laughs> oh, can I check for traps first? Ooh! Yes, you can. <laughs> In the same say, breath. The only time you haven't checked for traps was going to be this time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be a uh, 19. Oh. Yes, you can see just uh, scribed on both the chests in a slightly glowing chalk are some magical runes which you and your trap-checking knowledge realise are explosive runes. Do I know from 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 my sort of not and then the previous experience of touching that chest do I know that like they're triggered by touch or is it proximity or do I would I know any of that? You don't know how they're triggered. But you do okay. know that they are explosive runes. Um, watch it, lads. These are these are, uh, chests are, are trapped. Um, uh, Summit's going to explode if we try and, and open them. Go rushing in gung ho. Um, any thoughts? Uh, what's a rune? How would how would the owner open them? Uh, it's going to uh, the rune's going to explode, but uh, um, I don't know quite uh, exactly like how close we can get or. If, if the chest was yours, and even if there was a rune, how would you open it? Would, would you need some kind of anti-rune? I would, um, if I was as as good a spellcaster as that, that man that's just died there, um, I would use a dispel magic or um, trigger it on touch or proximity. Yeah, trigger it on touch, I think. Malrus, you got anything that could help spell-wise? Nope. That's weird. Sorry. I reckon we leave it. We got the stone. Do any of you have particular knowledge in Arcana? Uh, no, I've only got plus one. No, I've got plus oh, one. I believe I do. What? I haven't even heard of Arcana. It's just it's the third skill down in your like, skills list. Oh, that, what is it? I've got plus one. What is this Arcana? It's sort of magic. Oh, I've got a plus one. Uh. No, it's mm. not well, a lot. Are any, do any of you want to roll to yeah. know more about these runes? Uh, can I give somebody the help? Can I, can I give Malrus the help action? You can give him advantage, yeah. By telling him what you know about the runes from your background. Okay. So I'll fill him in on the, you know, this trap. Yeah, yeah. This is how I'd do it. Oh, caught blimey. I saw once, um, once was collected a debt uh, in this um, alchemist's house and he had loads of shit trapped. Um, uh, it took, took 16 of us to get through that, that bloody racket. Um, mind you, arms and legs. So you're going to roll, roll an arcana check then, please. <laughs> With advantage. Advantage of what? Advantage means you roll twice and take the highest number. 17 then. 
You know from your limited knowledge of magical runes and combined with Derek's knowledge of things a little bit beyond the law that uh, these particular runes are triggered when the container they are scribed on is opened. <gasps> I got no idea, lads. Oh, go on. I got no idea. Why don't we take the chests with us and then give them to the elven lady? <laughs> she can open them. That does sound pretty good. She's pretty powerful with the whole magic stuff. Yeah, she's pretty good with the magic. Let's just take these and the stone. She'll either open them up and then, you know, she might give us the she, give us whatever, say thank you very much for giving her the stone, or she might not open them up and then die and then we keep the stone. I think it's a win-win all round. Everyone's a winner. We can't open them. She might be able to. If not, when she does, she dies. And we'll take the loot. I like it. You guys grab the chests and you all head for... The stone staircase, which has what looks like daylight shining in through the top. As you emerge into the glorious sunshine onto a stone plateau surrounded by ornate carved balustrades with a grand view of the island, you see at the far end of the plateau, where you assume some stairs would be, you see a starflower with a rather sizable pile of dead bodies in front of her. Uh, I look at her and I say... Uh, I knew we could trust you, lady. Didn't I tell you all along? <laughs> Did you get the stone or what? We got. Uh, we need to talk to you about that. And why have you brought those stupid chests with you? We got these as a present for you. Yeah. Why would I want a trapped open chest? Open them up. Why didn't you just open these up, you mad... What are you, anyway? Be- because they're... Uh, they're trapped. We can't open them. Well, yeah, obviously they're Quite trapped. It. It's a... It's a... Cultic temple. Just wipe the runes off you. And she just takes her sleeve and scrubs the runes off and opens the chest up for you. What 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 just happened? Well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two chests, there is a total of four hundred gold pieces, two potions of healing, and a dagger. I'm up in the dagger. She takes one of the potions of healing. I will take the gold pieces, and I think at that point I'll... 100 each, then. Says Mr. I took everything in the last lot off the guy in the golden gun. I'm having these, and I'll give her the stone to say thank you for letting us keep the change. If you need a spy at any point, don't worry, I might be generous. Um, what was that? What was that, lad? Did you talk, say you were a spy? I said I might be generous. She recoils <laughs> from the stone and says... Uh... If you've already taken that, I can't... Oh, fuck, lad. Touch it. You're, you- You'll have to put it in the case. I haven't touched it, though. I've used my pink marigold. You've still taken it. The dagger that Malrus has collected is, in fact, a plus one dagger. Ooh. So the dagger does plus one damage to your roll, so it's whatever your damage roll is, a plus one to your melee damage. Wicked. Starflower says, leave them where they are. Let's head to the ship. We need to get this stone put away. Or we'll never get off this island. Yep, um, okay. (laughs) And at that point, she turns, walks away from you, down the steps, uh, and as she walks away, you see, off in the distance, another bay, which you can see has the tops of some masts. That'll be the black pig. Just uh, poking over the tree line. That'll be um, Captain Tim's ship, or... I assume, something like that. That's shiver me shit. Shiver, shiver, shiver Are me shit. Are we too. going down? Um, yeah. Well, guys, I'm not going to lie. I think we should follow her because I don't want to be stuck with the glowing stone for the rest of your life. We need to get off here. Let's get out of it. Let's get this follower. Yeah, she, honestly, um, she's turned out to actually be okay despite all of my reservations. So, uh, yeah. Der- Der- Derek's uh, slow to trust. So uh, now that this lady is, uh, you know, a bit of quite honourable, uh, I think... We all feel fairly comfortable following her. She turns uh, from halfway down the steps and calls back, Are you coming or what? I think so. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming. Jump off. I've only got little Jump legs. down the stairs after her. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's get stuck into it. Let's get ready to rumble. Okay. You guys are heading down a jungle path following Starflower after your adventure in the Cultist Cavern. Starflower has pulled out a small device that looks a bit like the communicators from Star Trek. And she has buzzed through and she's notified someone on the other end that she's coming back and that she has company. Starflower is also explaining a little more about the stone that you've picked up. Sorry, tea arrived. You got your drink, you got your drink now? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got Come on, small boy. 
Hurry up. Just imagine this communicator. <laughs> Captain's log. Captain's log. Stardate 37123. Pi. Alpha. <laughs> All in robot. I'm just running the Alice Ventura clip. William She's explaining to you, I can't believe you're actually able to pick up that stone. The scroll that we found said it was dangerous in some way and that that's why they sent me because not to blow my own trumpet but i am the greatest wizard on the shattered lands so i am shocked that any of you were able to pick that up because don't take this the wrong way but you seem like idiots <laughs> i mean oh. i was dead at the time so can't really hey. take too much credit well to be honest i had my lucky glove my marigold I noticed your marigold. It's very pink. Oh, I thought that was a sex thing. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> Everything's a sex thing for a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> He's very moist. He's very moist. <laughs> the stone itself is imbued with the power of the goddess Umbly, apparently. She's known as the Bitch Queen, the Queen of the Depths, the Wave Mother, and in the right hands, that stone could turn everything could turn even the most inexperienced sailor into a formidable foe. And as she's explaining this, which one of you got the stone? That would be me. The boy. As she's explaining this, the sound and colour from the world around you starts to drain away, Jeff. Now, if the rest of you could take off your headphones, I'll wave at you when it's time to go. colourblind. Now the world has gone completely still and silent. And then you see, as you look around, a beautiful woman appear, surrounded by a soft light. And as she approaches, you see that she's dressed in fine, flattering robes, but they look soaked as though she's been for a swim. And then the figure speaks to you, and she says... Hello, Master Silverbow. My, how you changed. You are looking more youthful than ever. I see you found dear young Riley's little trinket. A wonderful piece of magic, I must say. It seems there's less and less great magic like this these days. In fact, I've felt barely more than half a dozen of these great works in the last 50 years. But listen to me, nostalgic for times past. Or is it yet to come? Oh, oh, okay. Thank, well, uh, I don't know. I, I, it might be to come, hopefully. Where, where can I find the others? What, what does this? Do you want this one? <laughs> yes, I see you are the bearer of my stone. I'm certain that you're waiting for the right time to make an offering to me. Just, just so you know, now it's a good time for you to make that offering. What? Here, would you like to take the stone? Oh, no, dear. The stone is yours. An offering? Uh, I have a fun time mushroom. My dear, an offering to me comes with many benefits. You would be the envy of those around you, with an impressive dominion over those places of a nautical persuasion. All I ask is a small sacrifice. You are so young, after all. It's not even a material thing I'm after. What kind of sacrifice? What kind of sacrifice would you like, my lady? Well, just a little essence. A small portion of your ability. A small portion of something that makes up you. Let's say, just one tiny, tiny skill. Ooh, okay, which skill would you require from me? Your skills are on the left-hand side of your sheet, next to your modifiers. You can see a list of your skills, like persuasion. She's asking you to pick one of those, and you'll take a penalty to one of those skills. You can, of course, choose to refuse her. Oh, I get to choose. I can give you a... Okay. Okay. Okay, man. Uh, one, one... I'm, I'm, I'm... I feel like this scenario is not something that I'm going to be refusing. Um, I... Uh... uh oh, God. There's a lot of pressure on me, I feel like, right now. Um... Uh, 
Well, there's. Well, well, thank you very much uh, for your very kind offering, my lady. I will uh, gladly take uh, you up on such a kind request, uh, such a kind offer. Um, the the choice of skill, uh, I feel like would be most appropriate, would be my religious skill. You wish to sacrifice your skills in religion to a god? That is a fine offering indeed. Excellent. Presents it to you. And all of a sudden, you feel slightly less potent. You feel like something is missing, but you otherwise feel fine. And the world returns to normal. And before they put their headphones back on, I just want to tell you that as a result of your sacrifice, however high your skill in religion is, you will always add a minus four to your religion skill. But in exchange, you gain advantage on navigation checks while at sea. And once per day, you can alter the direction of the wind at sea. You also gain advantage on saving throws and ability checks whilst in the ocean. Not on it, but in it. Okay? Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. And colour returns and you carry on towards the beach. Jeff, why do you look so worried? Sorry, lads. I had had a little moment there. Sorry. It was just a moment for us. (laughs) Blink of an eye. Eventually, you break through the tree line onto the beach where you see a small dinghy has been pulled onto the beach. And sitting at anchor in the bay is a huge galleon. Three masts, the sails are fully furled up, and on the back of the ship is the name Tel Dath, painted on the nameplate. Oh, look. Uh, look, Keth, your mum's been pulled onto the beach. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fan. Let me check that beard again. <laughs> Twang. <laughs> Try to find my um, D20. God damn it. At least it can keep pens in here, Sid. Yes, I can. Uh, I have, you know, I've got a whole stationery cupboard in mind. <laughs> Three pens and almost a Lego you guys doing All that. in one real <laughs> beard. Almost a Lego man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a dinghy why, on the why beach, does yeah? Jeff looks so worried. There's a dinghy on the beach, yeah. Let's follow up. Chip's face. Uh, right, let's uh, go with her, I guess. Um, yeah, Staff is heading over towards it. Come on, come on, this way. <laughs> yeah, on a, I'll go over to the dinghy and jump in. Shotgun. Yep, same. Okay. Shotgun. Jumping in. <laughs> cool, you hop in the dinghy. And it sinks. <laughs> <laughs> a giant kraken. <laughs> and it magically sets off. No rowing is needed. It drags itself off the sand, into the water, and out into the bay, and towards the ship waiting there. As you approach it, you realise just how big this galleon is. Oh my god. What a lovely ship. A lovely what? A lovely ship. Ship. Great big ship floated in the water. As your little boat pulls alongside and comes to a halt, Starflower says, hang on to your boots, guys, because you won't have experienced this before. And she taps the side of the ship with her wand. And a sort of mechanical arm rises up out of the water and drags the dinghy up the side of the ship. And you can hear the sound of loud clicking, much like the sound you get at the top of a roller coaster. I don't like roller coasters. And as you get to the top, Starflower jumps nimbly aside. And the rest of you, (laughs) if you could roll a dexterity saving throw, please. Wow. That, uh, that would be a 13. Uh, oh, no, sorry, 15. 7. Hold the line, caller. Uh, I've got 13. 13. Those of you who rolled 15 or over, you also managed to jump onto the deck while the rest of you uh. are dumped sprawling onto the deck as the boat tips over onto its side and stacks on its Boss edge the on the side of the ship. You've been tipped onto a boat before. So far, my experience with boats. Oh, not again. Can you see legs on? It's been not been great. <laughs> you seem to spend a lot of your time on ships on the deck. It's not gone well. Starflower says to you, you okay, babe? Just get up. You've got to meet the captain. I'm going to speak to him. You wait here and don't, for the love of God, touch anything. Oh. 
Um, and she went- storms off towards the blunt end of the ship. Hey guys, it's James. You may know me as the dungeon master from this podcast. Hmm. Just a quick pause for a few quick messages and then we'll be right back to the action. As always, I want to thank you for choosing to listen to Roll Britannia. We know there's lots of choice out there for D&D podcasts, but we hope that you enjoy listening to ours. We absolutely love making them, and what better way for you to show us that you're enjoying the show than heading over to Apple Podcasts and hitting that subscribe button so you never miss a new episode, and rating us five stars at the same time? Mm -hmm. When you rate us, it not only makes us feel good, like in our tummies, but it also helps other fans like you find our podcast, which has to be a good thing, right? If you're not an Apple user and you're listening on Spotify or one of the many places to find podcasts, I literally didn't know there were so many before we even started this, then please just make sure you hit subscribe so you stay up to date with all the episodes as well. And tell your friends about the show. Tell someone who you think might be into this kind of nonsense. We don't pay for any advertising. It's entirely through word of mouth and our relentless social media that we find amazing listeners like you. I hope you enjoyed the first arc of the show, the Weeby Shipwrecked arc. We've now moved on to the first episode of our new arc called Tell Daft Do Us Part 1. This one should be a little shorter than the first arc and hopefully you enjoy it even more than Weeby Shipwrecked. Let me know. Did you know you can also find us on Facebook by searching Roll Britannia Podcast, on Twitter at Roll Britannia, and on Instagram at Roll.Britannia, where you can see extra content from the shows and send us a message, ask us questions, and let us know what you think about the show. If you reach out to us, you might even get a mention on the show, like Jens underscore D&D, who did an amazing drawing of some bat ale for us. We really appreciated that, and it actually made us feel really excited when you sent it to us. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Let's get back into it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there, James. Just before we get back to the action, I want to chip in. Get it? Anyway, did you know that support for Royal Britannia is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? They're the champions of the world. Not only do Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, but Manscaped have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. So, having been sent a bunch of stuff from the lovely people at Manscaped, I decided that it was time that this buccaneer braved the bush once more. Now, after previous frightful experiences, the jungle was approached with caution. But after the first stroke of the lawnmower 4.0, it was like I was Tarzan, cutting through the trees with ease. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. So now I feel confident shaving my boys once more. Plus, not only are there additional guard lengths to customise your trim, lengths 1 to 4, but also it has a super useful 4000k LED spotlight for when a more precise shave is needed. Also, big shout out to the Manscaped ball toner. I'm not quite sure what it does, but man is it refreshing. So why not join me, the other Buccaneers, and over 4 million other people worldwide who trust Manscaped. And with this exclusive offer for you, our wonderful listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ROLLBRIT at manscaped.com. That's ROLLBRIT R-O-L-L-B-R-I-T at manscaped.com. Now we can get back to the action. Okay, what is immediately around us that we can touch? (laughs) Yeah, it's all I was thinking. So around you are... I'll get my shit map up. (laughs) I've got photos of mine. Morning. That's the bunny. So, on the port side of the ship and ahead of you, you can see a run of six cannons. The main mast is almost directly in front of you, and another mast ahead of that, with a third behind you. You can see some steps that head down into the bowels of the ship, and at the far end, there are some steps that lead up to a sort of deck at the front, and behind you, some more steps that lead up to the poop deck. And doors, obviously, leading to the cabins uh, below that. And many, many...
many ropes and various nautical accoutrements around you. You can also see, as you stand there, a human man comes up the steps with two dwarves, and they head over to one of the cannons and start running drills for loading and unloading the gun. Right, lads. Uh, bowels or poop deck? Which one do you want to go for? <laughs> I was going to go for the obvious poop deck. <laughs> Should we go over uh, to those guys and see if they want an arm wrestle or something while we're waiting? Uh, yes. I think I would like to quite like to call out in Dwarvish um, or Dwarven. Um, uh, uh, what ho, landlubbers? Um, somebody please tell me where we are, please. The two dwarves look over to you and they turn to the human man who says something to them, which causes them to laugh before they return to their drills. <laughs> the human man then comes wandering over to you and he says... If you've got something funny to say, would you like to say it to my face, please? <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Who are you? I'm Greg Flashman. Good morning. <laughs> You're on board the Teldap. <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing here? Uh, my name is uh, Captain Lance Goodthrust. That sounds like a fake name. What? Unfortunately, it's totally not and neither is my beard. Uh, unfortunately, we crashed on the island and were rescued by... Um, Starflower. What's her name? Starflower. Good old Starflower. She's a sort, eh? What? <laughs> Where, whereabouts yes, is um, this book going? Were you possibly in a comedy show in the mid-90s? Uh, I usually don't talk about women like that, but... <laughs> Did you once play a pilot once? I don't know. <laughs> um, Me and the lads are just running drills on the cannons. Give it a big bang. What are you ready to what um, are you preparing for? I'm sure you like a big bang. <laughs> what am I preparing for? Cannon fire, Sonny. Um, listen. You expected trouble, Zed. <laughs> Gotta know how to handle a big shaft, eh? <laughs> um, Gotta be practising handling balls. What does uh, what does tell Daff mean, Mister Innuendo? Wouldn't you like to know, <laughs> Captain Innuendo? But you're coming to see the captain, eh? Yes. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of you, fella. <laughs> Are you okay in the head? Don't know what to make of you. You're not even told me your name um, yet. You gave me a fake name. What? Um, huh? Yeah. You know. I don't. You, short man, who are you? I'm a dwarf. Not you with the beard, you, tiny. Who are you, big man? Me. I'm, I'm, I'm Jeff Silverbow, sir. You look like a child. What are you doing here? I'm, well, to be brutally honest with you, I'm not 100% sure. All I was doing was trying to get off the island, did that. Now I'm here. Um, I, I found a stone and I've brought it for Starflower. And um, we, she brought us to your boat, sir. Uh, not, not your boat, this boat. And we're here to meet the captain. If you've got a stone, you give it to Starflower. Better be a diamond, what? Yeah, hope to make an honest woman out of her. Wow. That was fast. Oh, wow, indeed. I like your ambition. <laughs> you, Fangy. What's your name, big boy? Keth. Keth Frostine. You look like you can handle yourself, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Fancy an arm wrestle? Sure do. Bring it on, big boy. Woof. Let's do it here and now. Roll a strength check, please. Ah! Excellent. <laughs> what did you roll? Have I got a spell that I could go backwards in time and do that? <laughs> the classic Keth roll is back. What did you roll? Critical fail. <laughs> ah. So you rolled a critical fail and Greg Flashman rolled a 15 plus 2. He's going to rip my arm off at the shoulder, isn't he? Well, no, but you go down to arm wrestle, and as he wrestles your arm aside with ease, you slip and bang your head on the cannon where you are arm wrestling, and you take two damage, and you give yourself a bloody nose. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get that arm so strong? Work out in my own time, eh? Woof! Next time, eh? Only the one, right, though? <laughs> Gotta have a strong arm, eh? <laughs> Bet you'd like one too, eh, tiny? <laughs> I've noticed one of your arms is considerably larger than the other. Your left arm's much smaller than your right. I've got, I've got strong arms. That's a classic beard. Where does one get one of those? Uh, well, uh, I grew this one out of my own face, uh, but I'm sure you. A could... lot of good beard. Give you something to hang on Absolutely. to. That took a strange turn. Uh, your mother seems to like it. Well, you guys are weird. I'm going back to my cannons. See you later. What? 
Where's Starflower? But, yeah, where's Starflower, God? <laughs> I like the way I managed to completely avoid that at all. Me just behind you guys, chilling on a cannon. You can hide behind anyone <laughs> smaller than anyone bigger than you. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's tiny. Um, that man was odd. I hope. Uh, I hope he's not representative oh, of the crew as a whole. My nose is killing me now. <laughs> oh, I need to stop this charging in. <laughs> uh, is that is your nose like fucked up, or is that just your face? Did you look I'm like that before? I'm getting a lot of incoming or... from you today, Frank Beard. Frank <laughs> <laughs> Beard. I know. I, um, it's because we share. It's because we share a, a nice little <laughs> secret. Um, that we could both joke about because we know this beard is absolutely uh, truthfully real. Yes. Yeah, yes. At this point, Starflower comes back over, Thank God. rushes you towards the cabin, and as you enter, you find a very fine-looking room, although it is very, very dark and full of cigar smoke. It's so gloomy and smoky in here, in fact, that even those with dark vision, you can't seem to penetrate the thickness of this murk. Starflower says to you, the captain will be out in a minute. If I can give you one piece of advice, be honest with him. He always knows if someone's lying. Good luck. And then she walks out of the room. There's a bit of foreshadowing for everybody's secrets. Right, just to better this a little bit, that's me fucked, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope no one's hiding anything, lads. I'm sure we'll all be fine. Otherwise we could get in serious trouble. <laughs> every single one of us, every single one of us, no one could, no one at home could see it, but every single one of us had that same look. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I vote, I vote, yeah. we don't go see it. <laughs> The captain's hotbox. A new backstory is going to be interesting. So anyone that wants to look around, could you please roll a perception check? Um, yeah, I'd like to... Yeah, I'm going to. The smoke... Is it? Is it just <gasps> filling the room? I've got, a, I got a nat two on my perception check, so I, don't, I can't see anything. Yeah, you see a smoky room. Oh, I did one. I got a... Smoky in Not naturally. Mm-hmm. With a 22, Keth, you spot on the far side of the room a small red glow appear in the haze, and you realise it is, in fact, the glowing end of a cigar. I thought that was going to be the case. It's just the cherry end. (laughs) And you hear a voice. So, I hear you four have collected a certain item for me. This is going to be Boris the Irish. I think... I think he's Welsh. Uh, he's clearly Welsh-sounding, <laughs> sort of. I don't think my accent was that bad. Boris, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a cantankerous mood today. I've got to we killed him. Five stone. Oh. And you see the cigar light, which, to your perception, looked to be about head height for a human, suddenly drop to about knee high. And start to move closer. Compared to Malrus, how tall is it? I would say shorter than Malrus. Wow. Ooh, lovely. All right there, little fella. <laughs> I'm going to need you to hand over that trinket now. Careful, boy. Uh, Careful. Guys, what should I, should I just give it to him? Um, what are we thinking here? Should- Could you guys get in front of me? Just because I feel a little bit... You know, I'd like to. Nervous. That seems to be where I stand most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> I'd like to move across the room as, so as to actively not get in front of him. <laughs> uh, just squeeze past me here. Sorry, sorry about that. Oh, it's a bit foggy in here. To be honest, I'm not looking for any confrontation. I've got a captain. I've got a captain wanting to take a stone off me. Here's, I've got a stone. I was looking for a guy with a boat. So fair dues. As far as I'm concerned. Anyone got any issues? You all suddenly hear a click and a sort of fan sound start up and the haze begins to lift from the room to reveal a ferocious-looking gnome <laughs> with a slightly <laughs> comically oh. large cigar in his mouth. Oh, I've done that no bit a while. Hand it over, boy. I'm, I'm going to give it to him. Here you go, sir. He gestures to the open chest in front of him. And as soon as you drop the stone in, he slams the lid shut. And you see the chest is covered in shells and barnacles. It looks almost 
like a sort of sea creature that has, by a freak chance of nature, grown a shell that happened to look and work exactly like a sea chest. And at the same moment that the chest lid shut, you all feel a perceptive change in the environment, something you've been aware of for the last well, almost a day, but also somehow not aware of. A certain magical presence that seems to not be there. All of you, that is, bar one of you. And it seems that whatever power this stone possessed was being shielded by this chest. Mm. Nice chest. <laughs> Are you talking to Starflower? So I was I was wondering if there was some kind of maybe reward for finding your stone. All in good time, Boyle. Starflower tells me you helped her. Is that so? Yes. Well, we did mostly be. Pretty much everything. I hear one of you tried to hurl her into her head. I tried. She said no. The lads stepped in. Well, I, I was more trying to save her out of the way, but yeah. it got misconstrued. She's a very wise lady as Starflower, so I respect her opinion. And now she's brought you to me and tells me you'll be a valuable asset to us. I've got to say, your ship is absolutely lovely. Much better than the one we came here on. There's no need for brown nosing upon this ship, Mark. I'm not trying to brown nose just one man to another. What's your opinion on Gary Flashman out of curiosity? He's a marvellous gunner, best in the shattered lands, in my opinion. He seems a bit, He's a though, gunner. like... Um, they call him Gunner Flashman, Greg Flashman. Has he ever been sued? Has he what? Has he ever been sued? Sued? By yeah. who? Uh, just co-workers taken to HR, to a tribunal, anything like that. See ya. You haven't even told me your names yet. My name's Captain Salvo Madam Timbers. How do you spell that? So that's a sound spoil. Uh, that's... Mud. Dem. How do you spell the middle name? It's a family name. It's my grandfather's, truth be told. Mine. Mine's an old family name as well. I'd like to lean... Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'd like to lean really, really close to him. Can everybody else take their headphones off? Because <laughs> I want to whisper in his ear. Uh, I'd like to whisper in his ear and I'd like to go... Uh, these fellas don't be as normal beard. But my name is Derek Neatsmasher. Neatsmasher, eh? Yes. I heard that name when he was in the Royal Guard. I'm sure you have. Unfortunately, mm. we got into a bit of a bad patch, and I had to, uh, you know, duck out for a while. Um, this beard is not real, forced to shave my own. But as a dwarf, there's quite a lot of shame in that, so I'd appreciate it if you kept it on the down, though. We'll see, boyo. But for now, your secret is safe with me, all right? Thank you very much. I will do everything in my power to support you and your crew. Right then. Who are the rest of you? Uh, could I just query, Derek? Uh, out of curiosity, I ha- couldn't help yep. but over- oversee. Couldn't hear anything, but I noticed that you tap your nose when chatting to the captain just then. Are you trying uh, to hide some kind of secret? I was uh, just complimenting him on his uh, use of anti-brown nosing patter. I don't like ah. sack-ups, and uh, to be honest, I uh, respect a man who also resents, you know, kiss asses. I'm not going to lie, I've asked you four times for your names now. I'm a patient no all but that sort of thing gets right on my wick. Captain, Kev Frostine, nice to meet you. My name is Derek Dorblebeard. Malrus Toscobble. Toscobble, eh? A halfling name if I'd heard one. Hmm. Toscobble. Toss Cobble. I feel I've heard that name somewhere before. Now that's out the way, I have to ask you all if you're all amenable to a position on my crew of like-minded fellows to sail the high seas in pursuit of a quest of noble intent and financial gain. I'm here for noble intent. Uh, the noble intent doesn't really um, do anything for me, but the financial gain, you have me there. Yeah, let's do this. Why not? Cracking. We have two goals here. Firstly, of course, we all want to get rich. Secondly, we want to stop Empress Glandonel from taking back our little independent empire we have built here for ourselves out here on the Shattered Lands. Was I trying to cheat at Scrabble? It seems she's in search of certain artefacts to assist her in her quest. As soon as we found out she was hunting these down, a few of us captains made it our mission to keep these out of her hands. For possessing any one of these items would make her forces a formidable foe, but possession of them all could spell the end for not only our little slice of freedom, but the whole world. If you don't mind me asking a question, 
Would you term yourself a pirate or a privateer? I spit on those lousy privateers. I am a freedom fighter. Definitely. And if pirate is the badge you choose to give us, then that is what we are. Well, you're amongst kindred spirits here. Um, why did you decide to take to a life of the sea? That's a very personal question, young man. I don't believe we know each other that well. Perhaps if we get to know each other in time. Maybe later. That's fine. Didn't mean to pry. It seems that you four have a knack for recovering items of high value. So I would like to offer you a place here on my crew. I really would. But you see, it's not up to me. My ship is very nearly a democracy. I'm up for it. Of course, if you'd rather not be a part of our little endeavour. Well. I will have you dropped at a free port of your choosing. And we'll say no more about it. I'm in. Oh. Yeah, I'm in too. I am in, oh, Captain. Let's see how it goes. I'm afraid it's a yes or no answer. Will you be part of our crew, or will you not? We'll, we'll say yeah. Yes. Aye, Sherlock Gnomes. Aye, Captain Timbers. Aye, Captain Timbers. Aye. Kraken. Now, if you all look here, the captain then snaps oh, his fingers no. and a bright white light blinds you all. When your vision returns... Those without dark vision would swear they are blind. Those with dark vision, from what you can see, you would swear you are in the bowels of the ship. You can see wood all around, and you're about ankle deep in water. The only positives you can feel, from your current situation, is that you appear to still have all your possessions, and all your hit points have been restored. (laughs) To join our crew, a voice calls out, that you recognise as Captain Timbers, you must first prove that you are part of a team. Fortunately, this creature snuck on board whilst we were making repairs to the ship, so now you must work together to eliminate it. If you succeed, you will earn a place amongst us. If you fail, well, it will no longer be a matter of issue. You hear a clunking sound, and all of a sudden, the water level begins to rise. The battle music starts, the screen wipes around, and you go into turn-based combat mode. Like Ash in Pokemon, I turn my beard 100%. Backwards. Imagine Pokemon. Just really quickly. I totally don't do that. And you all roll initiative. Yeah. Ooh, not so bad. 14. 18 plus 3. Ooh, 20. I got a 15. Better than my arm wrestling roll. Derek, you are up first. What you will find is that behind you there is a bilge pump. For every turn that goes round that the pump is not activated, the water level goes up. And for every turn that one person mans the pump, the water level stays the same. And if two people are using it every turn, the water level goes down. If you reach three turns without pumping, then... Those of you that are below average human height will be underwater and will take 1d4 damage for every turn they are underwater. If it goes to 4 turns without pumping, everyone else will be underwater too, and they will also take 1d4 damage every turn. I reckon, as I'm pretty useless and have been in fights, I'm going to go straight for this pump and start start pumping. I'm just going to stand there and pump. That is pretty sure I was built for this 15-year-old... It's not your turn, but yes. I know, I 100%, but I'm just letting everyone aware I'm going to go to a pump. Maybe you should get that seedy, pervy, lecherous guy <laughs> upstairs to, to pump with you. Who's, who's blind at this point? I can't see anything, but I feel like there's a pump behind me. I think I'm blind, so I'm not much use. I would say maximise our combat effectiveness and get every weapon on it. Kill the thing as quickly as you can before worrying about water. If it's not going well, then let um, it Could you just describe the room to us? It is a long yeah. ship-shaped room. It's basically the full length of okay. the ship. Is there any... Behind you is a bilge pump, and ahead of you is darkness. Just dark. So the ahead of us, even with dark vision, is darkness. You cannot right. see right to the end of the ship because the ship is that it, big. But, okay. Um, Those with dark vision can see around them, but not to the end of the ship. About yeah. 60 feet. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, so I can't are see Are there it. any, like, barrels or crates or anything like that that's on in the hull? Nope. It's a big empty space. Just, it's the bilges. Just empty space. Okay. Um, right. Uh, cool. I'd like to roll a stealth check, please. You can roll a stealth check. Bring the noise. <laughs> uh, and keep to the sides of the ship and and sort of move, keep low, keep to the side of the hull and just move forward as stealthily as I can. Uh, 
that. Okay. Five. Uh, contested um, perception. That would be a uh, natural 16 plus 521. With my, hold on, what's my expertise? Ooh. Deception. Ooh. Okay, never mind. So, so, yeah, just a 21. Yeah, that does it. So you stealthily move forward. How far are you moving? Okay, moving forward, um, I'd like to move forward my, um, until I can get, um, if I go forward, my, yeah, I'm just going to move forward about 25 feet, my movement, and see what I can see. You've got forward art vision? Yeah. Okay, as you move forward, you get about 20 feet forward, and you see, right at the far end of the ship, you see a huge, monstrous, coiled shape that begins to move oh fuck okay so it seems like our heroes had found an out away off the island there was little doubt but Starflower it seemed was still acting odd no more so perhaps than Jeff speaking to a god but a bargain was struck and a deal was made and our heroes hoped that the memories would soon fade of this island so ensnared by death's morbid fingers. Then of course they met Captain S.M. Timbers. Will this test and our heroes into a panic or will they prevail? Find out next time on Roll Britannia. Podcast Network. Do you want bonus audio? I think what we've done all day, by the way, guys, is yes and, yes and, yes and, and now we're just, why? <laughs> a cow's life begins, like many of us, as an egg. Squeezed out seemingly at random by the gentle grazer, the cow seems unbothered by its brown offspring. I, I had the murder wall, I was trying to figure it out on my kitchen wall with names, post-its, string and the lot. Is that brother prep? I don't know how to do things with my mind. You've got to find a way to do this, I know it's inside you. You're a silver bow. Come give it to me, buddy boy. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. And as he approaches um, me, I'd like to twist his nipples. I can tell you for definite exactly where the inspiration for Nancy's came from. Go on. Be careful, just swallow it all. <laughs> like a good and, boy. And if, yeah. if he does get so sliced by the glass, he'll just try and start it, start out. it out. Like, yeah. Well, join the Royal Britannia Patreon. Available now.